Hello, and welcome everyone to Sacred Balance. I'm your host, Jui Rami. Sacred Balance is a special space created for seekers where we come together to explore deeper dimensions of life and share spectacular stories of people who are avidly seeking that balance while thriving and tasting magic of life and all its possibilities. So come join us and together, let's make it happen. Zen Zahid is a transformational coach who has set out on a journey to help people break through to new levels of success that they could only dream possible. He wants to show people what they're really made up of and help them break their boundaries created by their mind. By profession an engineer in the real world, and yet his inner engineering journey has been a truly remarkable one to note, along with his commitment to share the tools of well-being are undoubtedly one of his long list of many impressive achievements. I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I want to welcome you to our Sacred Balance podcast. And we're so excited to talk to you today. And so welcome from New York. How is everything going there? Things are going well. Um, You know, we had that rough start back in uh, March, April, uh, where things were at its peak over here. But uh, they really died down over here. Um, People are just some people at least (laughs) are trying to stay safe and uh, maintain social distancing, but things are opening back up slowly. I think gyms just opened up this past week. Uh, So things are kind of becoming a little bit more normal than they were before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since you are a storyteller and um, my listeners and I would love to know your story, especially your story of inner engineering and how it brought you into this journey and how it all started. So can we start with that? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I actually grew up in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. I lived there basically my entire life until about four years ago where I got a job in Queens and I decided to move out of the house. Um, and I moved to Astoria, Queens with my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, my home situation, was a little bit difficult. Uh, There was a lot of turmoil, emotional turmoil that was present Mm -hmm. in that household. Um, Through a lot of my life, there were some difficult times, you know, we all have our family baggage that occurs and uh, I wasn't very well equipped for dealing with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I left the house, I was excited to leave, right? Because I felt like I was gonna finally grow out of my shell and experience something new in life and kind of leave some of that baggage behind me. Yes. Uh, but what I soon realized was that I wasn't I wasn't really really tough shape. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother had, a, had already been living out of the house for a year prior to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I when we moved in together, he saw like the condition I was in, and I was just very anxious and very depressed. I was I was in very like very much a down mood. Um, and he had been doing uh, the free meditation Isha Kriya mm-hmm. for the prior years and so since he moved out i guess he experienced a similar uh similar thing so he he turned to isha Kriya. he found Sadhguru on youtube mm-hmm. and uh he found that meditation and he made it a part of his life and so when he saw me in this condition uh he you know it hurt him you know because he's my older brother so obviously seeing your younger brother like that uh is mm-hmm. kind of a painful thing and he he started to kind of egg me in in that direction saying you know, like, I think this can really benefit you. I know you're down. I know you're in pain right now, but just try this um, and, and yes. see what happens. <clears throat> so I gave it a shot. You know, uh, a lot of the times you're, you're more open to things when, you're, when your pain is, is real, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I gave it a shot. And the first time I did it, it was a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. I kind of didn't know what to make of it, right? Like, I'd, ne- I'd never experienced anything like that in my life where I actually did a real meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, I, I felt like there was something there, something had kind of sparked within myself where I was like, huh, this, you know, Sadhguru might be onto something here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I decided to, to 
And uh, I did it religiously. I did it every day uh, for two years. Um, mm -hmm. And it changed, you know, that alone changed my life so profoundly uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, nothing was ever the same for me after that. Um, mm -hmm. I, the anxiety and depression went away. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in a relationship right now with my fiance. Uh, we've been together for just about four years. I, I started doing Isha Kriya two months before I met her. And I'm telling you, I, I would not be able to have the relationship I'm in right now if it was not for the practices that I learned. Mm -hmm. uh, because it started to teach me how to master my emotions. It started to teach me a lot about myself. Um, and it, it helped me address a lot of my insecurities. Yeah. Uh, so two years down the line, my brother goes and does inner engineering and he comes back and I see this weird change within him where he just seemed different. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it's the type of thing where you can't really put a, put a, put your, put a word to it. Like what exactly was different, but he was just like, he had this aura about him. He was kind of glowing. He, I felt like something had shifted within him. Mm -hmm. um, and like how vigorously he was doing his practices when he returned, I was yeah. like, I think I'm going to have to try this. I'm going to have to try this. So within two months, <clears throat> I went into the inner engineering uh, total program in the mm -hmm. city. And that experience just brought it to a whole new level. You know, after doing Isha Kriya for two years, I guess I started getting the hang of it and it started to kind of normalize a little bit. But when I did mm -hmm. inner engineering, it taught me so much more like Isha Kriya was just a little tiny sip of the glass, you know, <clears throat> and inner engineering just brought so many profound changes where I started to perform at work at such high levels. My mental clarity was like unmatched to like, I've never lived the way I have been living for these past two years. Mm -hmm. um, it's just been, it's been an amazing experience. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride. It was just such a profound change in me where <clears throat> I never, like, I look back at the way things were before I started this mm -hmm. and it, <clears throat> it breaks my heart. Aww. It breaks my heart because of how ill-equipped I feel that the world is to deal with their emotions, right? Like we don't learn that in school. We just no, don't. We don't. Yeah. There's no, there's no class on meditation. There's no class on emotional intelligence. There's no, there's nothing like that to kind of keep us in check. And we're supposed to just go out into this world and yeah. learn about all these external things. But like, we never learn about what's going on inside of us and um, not like anatomically, but you know, like what's going on in our mind and our, in our emotions and how to, how to manage that. Um, so it really just, you know, it almost leaves me at a loss for words, but, you know, my stress, my ability to handle stress, to put it uh, plainly, my emotional well-being, um, it was just, it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. I remember when I was in high school, you know, we used to have like a typing class. We would go on a computer for an hour and we would learn how to type correctly and our speed would be counted and, you know, learning how to do it perfectly on a keyboard. But we right. were never taught where is the keyboard of our own emotions and how we function. And if we were to press a certain key within ourselves, we can, you know, bring on more joy, more bliss, you know, more ecstasy. None of those keep, you know, words were taught to us and where they are within us is where the inner engineering keyboard is all about. And I think it's, it's truly exciting that you found this after struggling and going through so much in your personal life and especially childhood memories, they just stick with you. They, they have a certain level of staying with you in a way that shapes you for life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you're a transformational coach, Zen. I love your name, by the way, Zen. What, is, <laughs> what does it mean? Can you can you tell me a little bit and our listeners about your name? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> funny thing about my name. Um, I grew up, my parents would call me Zen. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always used to correct everyone when they would call me Zane because it's spelled Zane. Mm -hmm. um but the, the the name means beauty of of the beauty i believe i was told uh <laughs> by uh how beautiful 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to be embarrassed of that when I was a kid, but uh, oh yeah. My so gosh, I love you know, your pe- name. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you know, eventually I just kind of succumbed to Zane because uh, I had a conversation with my mother once and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, people still mistake me for Zane. You know, I keep telling them it's Zan and she was like, you know, it actually is Zane. We just call you Zan, but it, it's, it's spelled like Zane and it's actually pronounced like Zane. Yeah. Uh, and I was like 20 years old and I'm like, well, I guess my whole life was kind of a lie. I don't know. <laughs> um, hey, what's the so, name? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so Zen, you are a transformational coach. How do you bring impact onto lives of those who you coach using the tools and technology of inner engineering? Now that you're marveling in it and, you know, blossoming, blossoming with it, and using it in your life, you know, daily to make it better in every aspect of the word. We'd like to know how, as a coach, you're doing that. So one thing that uh, is very beneficial for, for me and for the clients that I'm dealing with, whoever it may be, uh, mm-hmm. is that when I begin to work with this person, um, they give me their absolute trust, right? And yes. I, I value that trust and I, I truly honor it because... Uh, you know, we're going into a space together to really dive deep within themselves and see if we can uncover things that are holding them back, right? My whole goal is to propel people forward and to achieve things that they never even thought that they were capable of achieving. Um, because, you know, we're we're taught so many things about not believing in ourselves and not believing that we're capable and not everything, can, not everyone can do everything. And we're really lied to about the possibilities that are out there in the world. Yes. Um, so the way that I relate that to inner, inner engineering always is that a lot of the times when I'm dealing with my clients and, and working with them, they seem to have a lack of understanding on like how to deal with their stress and how to maintain mental clarity and how to manage their emotions. And when they can't seem to get it um, after kind of numerous discussions, I start to introduce uh, what I start to introduce is the inner engineering. I'll start to introduce, I'll start to give them the resources for inner engineering online. And I start to just tell them the benefits of, you know, how it changed my life. And they, they say that they've done other meditations and things like that. And they've tried different things. And I always respond with just letting them know that I can only speak to what I've tried. And this is the only thing that I have ever tried. And this is the only thing that's ever worked so profoundly that I can only speak of of this one thing, yes, um, and of Sadhguru's teachings, right? And yes, uh, it 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 really puts me in a good place to kind of convey Sadhguru's message to them and kind of bring them on to uh, learning about the meditation and learning about inner engineering and and starting to partake in that so their life can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've had numerous clients who, you know, we we go through what what they want to get done on a daily basis, and a lot of them. It happens to be like we start getting them on Isha Kriya and like they'll mm-hmm. be doing that. They'll be a part of their weekly regimen or their daily regimen and they start to immediately see the effects and mm-hmm. and they themselves uh, see the value in it. So it's really an interesting uh, position for me because I'm kind of bringing together two worlds that mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And in your family with your brother, do you share practices together now and you discuss it like it must be so nice you know someone who's listening right now who doesn't have that kind of family support or someone you know who doesn't have that kind of family who can introduce them to tools and technologies like these that are truly designed for inner well-being what would you say to someone who's seeking in this moment you know bored out of their mind during pandemic or possibly just anxious because of uncertain times and challenging times that we face. Um, Someone who could have lost a family member, you know, to the virus. Um, Anyone who's listening right now, who you could relate to, you know, when you were struggling in your family life, anything that you'd like to share? Absolutely. Um, I would like to say, uh, you know, to really take advantage. I know that there's a lot of negativity that is around us right now, but this is an also this is also an excellent opportunity to take advantage of this time uh, because you know the whole world can be crumbling around you. And I think Sadhguru says this quite often. 
but that doesn't mean you need to be crumbling on the inside, right? Yes. Uh, you have complete control of what's going on inside of you. And it, whatever is happening inside of you is a choice, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people don't understand that. And, I, and whoever's listening right now that can gain some value out of that, I would say just take full advantage of this opportunity. If you're stuck at home, if you can't, if there's not a lot for you to do. Mm-hmm. This is a time for everyone to look inside themselves and see how they can benefit better themselves. Um, whether that's doing some inner engineering, whether that's doing some meditation, whether that's doing some writing, some doing some Hatha yoga, doing anything uh, just to make yourself better and to enhance your, yourself uh, so that you come out of this on the other side as a stronger being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you started with Isha Kriya. Can you share with our listeners, you know, if they were to begin with something, is Isha Kriya something you would recommend? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I can speak about Isha Kriya for a long time, <laughs> you know. Uh, yes, can you it, share a little bit about the specific, that specific meditation? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a simple process and it's, it's guided, it's a guided meditation. It only takes around, I think, uh, I counted it at between 12 to 15 minutes is the duration of the meditation. Uh, it's, it's simple in the way where you don't have to keep track of things on your own. It's fully guided by Sadhguru. Um, and it will be uncomfortable at first because you're sitting, you know, in an Indian style position, you're not used to doing that. Uh, but once you kind of push through, you start to really get a taste of, you know, what it's all about. And once you kind of get a little bit taste of what it's all about, you're not going to want to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty behind it. So it's 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 fairly simple. And that's why it's it's so amazing because it's simple and yet so powerful. Uh, like I said before, it's the thing that brought me from being anxious, depressed, having zero self-confidence. Mm-hmm. to actually believing in myself and being able to achieve things and, and being able to overcome that anxiety and depression uh, and build some confidence and build myself up. Mm-hmm. And you recently got engaged, as you just mentioned, um, a few seconds ago or minutes ago. <laughs> and so congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's an exciting time, you know, to start that new chapter of your life. How how are things going during pandemic? You know, a lot of people are spending a whole lot of time with their significant others during this pandemic. And, you know, things come up. They're not always peachy and they're not always fun. And there are some tough, you know, underlying things that can come up or or things that haven't been resolved and are lingering, you know, in relationships. How have your relationships changed using the tools and technology of inner engineering? And how do you handle your relationships to create a better harmonious love filled, you know, mm-hmm. harmony in it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so to kind of answer uh, your question about, you know, how things are like how things actually wound up being with my fiance and I, um, it, we were, you know, we were trapped together in the beginning of the, <laughs> of the pandemic, as yeah. most couples were. And um, I, I always kind of saw that as like, okay, this is going to be a true test of, of how we are together. You know, can we handle this? Um, are we going to come out of the other, on the other side being tighter and stronger? Are we going to come out not so tight? And we realized that, hey, you know, maybe this isn't the right thing. You know, it can go either way, especially when you're when you're stuck with each other like that. Yes. Um, so we did have a little bit of a roller coaster ride because, uh, you know, she started to experience emotions. She is actually not a meditator, or she used to not be a meditator, I should say. Um, and she started to experience all these emotions that she had no idea about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thought she was completely content with life. And this pandemic happened, and things are going south, and she's stuck at home, and all of these things started to surface. Mm-hmm. And it started to create a little bit of turmoil between us because. We just weren't on the same page for a little while. Um, But then, you know, we would sit down and have these conversations and I would try to explain what meditation can do for her and how it can help her figure this out and how it can, um, which it can enhance her in this way. There's something that she's not addressing. She needs Mm -hmm. to figure this out. Um, So we we talked on a a few different occasions over the span of two weeks. And finally, um, she agreed. She's like, you know what? I'm going to try this meditation. I just want to, I just want to see how it goes. Um, I think you're right. 
I think I need to give it a shot. So she actually started doing Isha Kriya. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hasn't stopped since it's been four months. She, she does it every single day. All of that like angst and, and uh, like anxiety and that down feeling that she had went away. Yeah. And she, like, I, I, I think it's such a beautiful thing that I was able to witness her transformation right before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, week after week, I saw someone who just became more settled, more uh, confident. She didn't really need to all those distractions. Like she used to be someone that like needed music on all the time or like wanted something on in the background. Like the TV's on, I'm cooking, the TV's on. Like mm-hmm. when no one's watching the TV just for that noise and mm-hmm. all of that kind of just went away. And now she's able to sit in silence mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just an amazing thing to see, uh, to see her transformation. So to answer the question, uh, plainly, we, we came out on the other side, um, completely more in, in sync than we've ever been before. Um, but, uh, for, as, as far as like other relationships go, uh, inner engineering kind of helped me sculpt my other relationships in a better way because I started to realize when people weren't the best for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And not to say that there were the bad, like there were bad people or anything like that, but there are definitely a lot of people who don't really jive with what you want to achieve, what you want for your life. And uh, I think it's really important to be cognizant of the people that are around you and not just keep them around for certain reasons. Like, like they might be your family. They might be your friends for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have habits that don't align with yours, if they have values that don't align with yours, sometimes, you know, you have to just do what you have to do to protect yourself and your being and, yes. and make sure that you're okay. Right. And that was one of the major things I learned from inner engineering uh, was just to kind of have the confidence in myself to listen to that voice and say, Hey, you know what? I've been friends with this person for a long time, but I don't think they're they're right for me anymore. Or this is my family member, and I, I feel like this is a little toxic, and I, I might need to just back up a little bit here, just mm-hmm. so that I can protect myself and my dreams and what's important to me. Yeah, compatibility at the end of the day does matter. Though yeah. we'd like to get along with most, you know, diverse group of people, um, it does make a difference, and especially in habits. You know, someone who meditates versus someone who is using cannabis products to get high during this time, you know, there is, there is definitely a difference in that, in how you're getting that bliss and how you're getting your high, you know, there are many different ways to achieve that high. And, you know, someone may be choosing drugs and someone may be choosing meditation. So it's um, definitely important what kind of company you keep. Um, My question is, as a, mechanical engineer how do you in your career bring in tools from inner engineering to progress problem solve and put your place in the world in full throttle because you know people are working from home they are worried about their career how they're progressing you know and how in the trajectory of everything that's happening in the world during challenging times career is is on everyone's mind and you know whether they'll even have a job you know next year or two years so how do you bring in tools of inner engineering and you know define and shape your career with those tools so i actually uh i actually had an interview yesterday i'm going to be switching regions i'm actually going to be moving to washington dc in in a few months Um, so yeah, yeah, exciting stuff. So they're actually going to be transferring me down to that branch. And I had an interview with the people that are down there. Um, and I haven't had an interview in four years, right? So mind you, since my last interview, I've done, I started the Isha Kriya and I've done two years of inner engineering. Yeah. And uh, right off the bat, I was able to just go into this interview and completely knock it out of the park and really just show a sense of myself that I've never shown on in an interview before, right? Every, every single so time cool. I've, oh, yeah, like every single time I've gone on in an interview before, it's been like, let me prepare for all these questions and uh, I have to answer them correctly and like really just jot down the answers to these generic questions. Uh, but like, instead of answering it in a regular way, when they ask me what I wanted in five years, I'm talking about how I'm going to enhance my being. And that's my ultimate goal to push back, push past uh, my capabilities right now and reach mm-hmm. a whole new level. Um, it's not a generic answer that you would hear from somebody's mouth. You know, everyone else says they want to, the kids, 
they want kids, they want a house, they want yeah. this, they want that, you know, I'm just focused on how I can better myself. Um, and it, inner engineering has really come out in my career in so many ways. And it allowed me to excel in that interview because mm -hmm. they had already heard of my good work uh, that mm -hmm. I've been putting forth these past few years. Mm -hmm. And they've only heard of that good work is because I've been taking care of myself yes. using the practices of inner engineering. It's allowed me to become a high performer. It's allowed me to handle a lot more stress. Mm -hmm. um, my ability to manage others along with managing myself mm -hmm. is is at its peak. And it's because of the tools uh, of inner engineering. Um, I'm able to take responsibility of everything around me at my job, whether it's my job, not my job. And that has given me a reputation of just the guy who, who gets stuff done, you know, and the guy that's reliable and the guy that no one really has to worry about him getting his job done. And mm -hmm. they, they want him on, on their team. That's marvelous then, really, truly marvelous. Beyond yourself, Zen, how do you plan to make inner engineering a possibility in this world, especially during challenging times like this? Beyond yourself, I like to say that again. <laughs> yeah, no, beyond yourself is it's it's an important uh, it's an important shift there. It's an important shift there that I yes. think a lot of people forget to realize. And the biggest thing that I'm doing. To, uh, to propel that forward is volunteering with the Isha Foundation. Um, I'm working as the overall promotions coordinator for the New York, uh, I guess the New York section, you would call it. Yes. Um, so the New York Center, that's what it would be called. Yes. Uh, so I'm just trying to put in my efforts. You know, it's completely free of choice. I'm volunteering. I'm being willing just so that I can assist the Isha Foundation in spreading this message uh, on all different platforms right now because the world needs it more now than ever. Everything is online. So we're, we're trying to just ramp up and go full force. I know the centers from all around the U.S. are doing the same. I know Toronto's kicking kicking butt up there. <laughs> and they've, yeah. they've, they've been turning over registrations like crazy. And uh, uh, my goal right now with, you know, everybody that's all the volunteers that are working with me, the coordinators, uh, yes. we're all just trying to push the message and, and increase registrations here in New York and hopefully – uh, have it bleed out to the rest of the U.S. Yeah, let's make it happen. Absolutely. What makes you come alive then as you practice more? What sort of new avenues have opened up in your life besides your career and the interview that you mentioned since this technology has come into your life? Anything creative, like new sprouts of being born, like feeling with new possibilities? I know love uh, is also there. <laughs> Beyond love and career. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, one thing that's really interesting these past few months I've been feeling, it's been summertime, right? So a lot of activity has been going on. But um, there were things that I used to do when I was a kid that I've kind of not been doing as much. Um, and this year it kind of really took, like came to a head where I just been getting these like, cravings to go out and be active and do things that I almost told myself to not even bother doing because I just had no hope, I guess. Um, so I, I've taken up, I've taken up tennis and I've, excuse me, I've taken up rollerblading um, and I've been doing this stuff very vigorously. And I'm, I, I was looking at uh, buying some trick skates to like start grinding on rails with my rollerblades and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so there's a real childlike energy that's like coming out of me, uh, especially recently, where I'm just seeking all this activity and, and seeing the possibility in almost everything that I do. Um, another thing that, that's really come up to me, I've always been kind of into music and playing guitar and playing piano. Uh, and I, I've, I've just started writing some poetry these past few months, um, which is something new and I never thought that I would ever be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just something that's sprouted and I feel so like energized by it, I'm able to express myself in a different way that I've never known before. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's definitely a lot of creativity that's being sparked from from these practices, I would say, and it's it keeps you it keeps you just feeling alive. <laughs> like that's the best way to describe it, I think. Yeah, that is really astonishing. And tell tell us a little bit about your brother. So he did the inner engineering before and then you came on how are you two together now I'm really curious i think people would like to know people who you know don't have any family on this path but 
people who also have some family, whether they're practicing regularly or not is another question. But to have that support from family and doing similar things and, you know, kind of gauging each other's progress, not so much as like how well are you doing in your practices, but just overall feeling of, you know, wholesome and happy and joyful and blissful kind of a, you know, rapport that you have in the family. And then you're able to, you know, go through challenging times like these, you know, like pandemic and all with ease, you know, certain level mm-hmm. of ease. So tell us a little bit about how you're doing that in your family. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it is just me and my brother who are into these practices and um, we've tried to get our parents on it a few times, uh, a few times so far, but maybe one day, maybe one day mm-hmm. they'll, uh, they'll succumb to it. But um, right now, you know, my brother and I have been kind of, he's been an excellent, excellent support system for me uh, in terms of the practices, not necessarily because he's like pushing me or anything like that, but uh, to truth be told, we've always had a little bit of a competitive kind of yeah. spirit in a good <laughs> That's way. That's what I in sensed. A good way. Yeah. <laughs> I can know so, one better than you. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, you know, when we were in college, I got an internship and then he went out and sought an internship. And then I was, the, you know, I was the first one to get certain things and he was the first one we always kind of flip-flop back and forth uh mm-hmm. when we see someone doing something that's like bettering themselves it's not like you know we look at each other like we don't look at him with like hate or anger or anything like that it's more mm-hmm. like oh he's doing that like i have to do this i don't really have yes. a choice you know um <laughs> so that's that, that's been very supportive for me because <clears throat> he's kind of been there since he's been further along in his process you know he went through uh, different programs, like even he did BSP, some of the advanced programs uh, he did before I did. So he was kind of there to, he was always there to like go through it. And then I was able to watch him go through it. And then myself make the decision that I wanted to follow and and do my, take my own path there. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that I, I, I want to kind of stress here, that's mm-hmm. I found to be very important is that there's also been a very large uh, sense of independence that's come over me. Um, And I know it's come over him as well, where my brother and I live about a block from each other right now. Uh, We've been pretty close for a lot of our lives, but we don't need to be close. Uh, We don't need to be in contact all the time uh, because we understand our place in this world. uh, And we understand that we're tied by family, right? And Mm -hmm. the title of being family, Uh, but it's brought independence within ourselves where we can kind of be okay without anybody there, right? We can kind of be okay uh, on our own. And that support is wonderful. That support is great. But the inner engineering technologies have really allowed us to be great just where we are, you know, by ourselves, not having someone there all the time and and not feeling like we needed support from all these people. And, and that's kind of how we are, even with our parents, you know, we're very just too independent uh, children from our parents. Uh, mm-hmm. We we do things on our own. I've always been that way, mm-hmm. um, and and it's just it's just taught me that more and more uh, as I've gained the confidence and and the groundedness to be my own man. Yeah, that's really admirable. You know, really truly. And Sadhguru says that you know inner engineering creates that kind of a you know atmosphere within you that, you know, the glue between you and the others or your family, if you want it to stick, it can stick. But if you don't want it to stick, it's by choice. So, you know, that glue becomes weaker and weaker and weaker, not necessarily in a bad way, but giving you that freedom, because ultimately spiritual path is about freedom and not overtly depending on anyone for any kind of support. And, um, that freedom is marvelous if you want to really grow from within. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Your story is amazing, really, Zen. <laughs> and I, I really, really, I think, love your name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I like your name, too, to be honest. I've never heard that name before. Juhi is a flower. You know, um, it's similar to Juhi Chawla, but this is a Hindi version. Uh, hers, oh. Juhi Chawla's, is a Hindi version. Mine is a Gujarati version. So... <laughs> Okay, gotcha. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, like it's that. a flower like similar a to jasmine. So gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Thank you. I wanted to ask you, Zen, 
If you had to describe your inner engineering experience in one word, what word would you choose? I had to describe it in one word. I would choose profound mm. um, because it, it, and I, I couldn't say it enough, you know, and, and it almost brings a tear to my eye when I think about mm -hmm. how profound it's been in mm -hmm. my life uh, because, you know, I have this conversation with my brother uh, on occasion where we talk about where we would be without the technology that we've been given, mm -hmm. uh, without this technology that we've been gifted by Sadhguru. Um, and we we don't even want to know the answer. <laughs> yeah, truly, I can't, can you imagine living right now during pandemic without this technology? Oh, my gosh. I really can't. I yeah. really can't. Um, because when the pandemic started, I started to just double down on it. Yeah. And it is the thing that allowed me to just be like other people were squirming in their seats when they were home. But mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> like, I'm perfectly fine sitting here in silence, sitting yes. here alone with my thoughts. It's profound. It truly is. Yeah. And Zen, you're really young, right? You're not even 30 yet. Am I correct? That's correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearing yeah. 28 in, a, in about a month. Yeah. And one of the reasons we invite here young people like you at Sacred Balance is we have huge hopes from you <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and to see how you will change the consciousness and inclusive consciousness in the world using the tools and technology, you know, like inner engineering and, you know, spreading this consciousness all across. Yeah. I would like to know, along with my listeners, if there is few things that you're working in the future, along with being a coach and, you know, volunteering with Isha Foundation, what's your vision for the world? And in like, let's say in coming few months and, you know, post pandemic in next few years, how will you contribute to the world in, in, you know, making that happen? Well, I would really like to, my, my main focus, uh, and what my dream is, you know, I, I, first of all, I just love to help people and I, it pains me to know how I grew up, which was with the mentality of you can't do everything. You can't get what you want out of this world. Not everyone can achieve all, everything that they want to achieve. And mm -hmm. my vision for the world is for people to start just believing in themselves more um, and starting to believe in the possibilities and, and, and kind of believe in living well. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. why everything is just aligning with the volunteering and with what I'm doing on, on my uh, transformational coaching business is that I really just want to bring the belief back into belief, back into people that um, there is a better way to live and that they can achieve what they're, what they're looking to achieve out of life. They don't have to settle with mediocre lives where they live unhappy. Um, mm -hmm. And then the years just go by and they're being torn down by life. Um, and they, they just weren't able to handle it. Right. And yeah, that's, that's partly why I've, I've just been so aligned with Sadhguru's vision of raising human consciousness, because I can see how that is the answer. You know, if mm -hmm. you raise human consciousness, you're going to, People will live better for themselves. People will live better for everyone around them. They'll treat the planet better. There's so many outcomes that come from that one thing. Yeah. Um, Equality. That, yeah. Yeah. It's you just know what the what's good. You just know what's needed. Not anyone say what's good, right? You just yeah. know what's needed to be done, right? For mm -hmm. for the world. Um, and so that's kind of where I'd like to. Why I'm so uh, intrigued with volunteering for Sadhguru and being a part of his practices and everything mm -hmm. like that. And my, my goal is to just, you know, to put it plainly, make people realize that they can believe in themselves and that they can achieve uh, whatever it is that they desire. Mm -hmm. And has inner engineering helped you become more healthy? Like, you know, a lot of people tell me as they come onto the show that they've lost like 15, 20 pounds and they don't eat as much, they don't sleep as much. And the amount of ease they feel in their system is just phenomenal. Any changes that you have seen in your health using the technology of inner engineering? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I used to be someone who slept for 10 to 12 hours a, a day. Mm -hmm. uh granted i was still in college in those days <laughs> but um 
you know, even even after I had graduated uh, and I was doing Isha Kriya, I still was sleeping quite a lot. My diet was a terrible, terrible diet. Um, I was not doing any conscious eating at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea how to maintain a diet. I, didn't, I had no idea how to maintain my body. But as I started doing inner engineering, naturally, um, these things started occurring where I started paying attention to what I was putting into my body. I started paying attention to how it would make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a sense that uh, is very, it's very interesting when you gain that sense because you're like, huh, if I put this in my body, I'm going to feel like this. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but I used to, I used to kind of go about eating uh, whatever it is I wanted to eat. I used to do it blindly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm someone who's very active. I like to work out. I like to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. It started to increase my performance in the gym. Yeah. Um, because I was able to focus. I was able to, uh, achieve a higher performance just from my mindset changing mm-hmm. and the fact that I was putting healthier things, healthier fuel into my body. Uh, so overall I saw a, a big increase. I did lose, I did lose weight, um, within doing inner engineering. I probably lost, had to have been like 20 pounds of just like weight that I didn't even know I could lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it just made me overall conscious of, of what I was, uh, how I was handling my body. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you noticed within yourself that, you know, others may have even overlooked, but you had it in your system. And and through the technology of inner engineering, you saw a profound change within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's been, you know, there's been, uh, there's been a few things that have mm-hmm. occurred. Um, and I used to be someone who's very emotional. Mm. Uh, acting always out of emotion, never able to act out of any other place uh, than out of emotion. Uh, I just simply did not have that ability. And that is something that has completely went backwards <laughs> uh, mm. from this point. Now, when people see me, they see someone who's very calm, who's very hard to make upset. Um, I, I'm not very reactionary. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still have emotions and I still do express my emotions because I think that as a human being, you need to be able to express your emotions. You shouldn't be holding anything back, but it's, it just brought me to be a little more intelligent about my emotions, right? I'm not going to do something irrational because I'm feeling in an emotional way. Um, And so like when you're driving, that's the perfect example, right? (laughs) Where people, people get really stressed when they drive and they get really angry about, especially in New York over here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I was one of those people and slowly that started to dwindle. Um, and slowly, you know, at work when I was experiencing a lot of pressure, I used to get very emotional. Um, mm-hmm. and slowly that started to dwindle as well. Well, I just became very calm and I, I just have this nice, uh, middle ground that I just rest at every day where I'm not too, I'm not too amped up and I'm not too down. I'm just at this like nice medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my energy levels have risen. Like I said before, I'm not sleeping as much as I used to. Uh, I'm focusing, I can focus on whatever task I need to focus on if I really, put my all effort into focusing, it's, it's so much easier to do it. And I can focus mm-hmm. for longer. Um, you know, it's, it's really just, I'm more present in my life. And I've learned how to be present if I'm not present. Mm. You know, and that's one of the tricks that's, that's very important is mm-hmm. you're able to realize like, hey, I'm in my circus that's going on in my head right now. <laughs> yes. um, and I need to snap out of it. Like, what do I need to do? How do I become how do I get out of that and kind of just live presently? Because that's really the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, you know, others have noticed change within you that you didn't even know you had to change, but the inner engineering technology came along and this change happened and people started t- telling you, Zen, you look different. You sound different. What have you been doing? What is it that you're, you know, doing in your life this this sounds cool uh yeah so <laughs> one thing that uh, i think is really interesting is that before i kind of got on this journey uh, a lot of people used to off the bat judge me as just uh kind of an a-hole <laughs> um, i just had this look on my face i guess it was must have been a very sour look that was not welcoming at all must have been uh, and it was <laughs> <laughs> that was actually uh it was actually pre-mustache <laughs> pre-mustache um 
but yeah, the you know, I, I used pretty cool, by the way. You know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I decided to whip it out uh, periodically just to show myself that I'm not attached to any uh, any specific look that I'm that I'm uh, rocking. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I used to experience this um, just this overall people would be off put by by me, right? And they'd be kind of like uh, intimidated by me and and didn't want to really speak to me and very standoffish standoffish to me if I first, the first time I met them and I think that was because of the subtext that was going on inside of me which was just someone who's very in, un, uncomfortable with himself uncomfortable with everyone around him uh, mm-hmm. I had this nervousness all the time so what really started to change and what really people started to notice like I've told you like I, I became very calm it's people have been telling me that like you just seem very calm and like you just seem very warm and your voice is so warm and welcoming. Um, I, in my opinion, these are all things that I'm hearing now for the first time in my life. I didn't used to hear these before. Um, and what that's a nice been, welcoming change. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because that's how I always pictured myself to be, but it never, what the reaction that I would get from people never yeah. aligned with how I was picturing myself. And now it's finally, like showing like how, how I actually feel toward the world. Uh, they, they're feeling what I'm, what I'm putting out there. Yeah. It's funny. You know, you would think you're perceived a certain way, but if people don't see you that way, then, then it's a miss. But if people start seeing you as warm and, you know, calm and, you know, gentle and loving, that's really cool, you know, to be perceived yeah. in the right way that you're feeling within yourself. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Zen, if I missed to touch upon something, and you, if you'd like to share with our listeners, please, we're all ears. Um, well, I, uh, I just want to share that, you know, I want people to just go after what they believe in, and to give things a chance, right? I think a lot of the times when uh, we're too rigid in, in our belief systems and we believe that things aren't for us and we can't do this and we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that very like text that we're telling ourselves, that dialogue that we have inside of ourselves is, is in reality, what's shaping like our reality. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's something that I've been so keen on these past few years because I've had the question inside myself saying mm-hmm. like, is this it? This mm-hmm. can't be it. I can't, you know, all my superiors at my job, like they're, they've all been at the company for 40 years and they're just like settling for whatever life has given them at this point. And my vision, like a bourbon and big belly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. They have a, they have a two hour commute. They have a bunch of kids at home and they, they, that's how they release them. Their steam, right. Is by, I can't wait for my next drink. I can't wait. It's Friday. Uh, but one of my goals, you know, was to, so that people look at Mondays like they do, like they look at Fridays, yeah. right? And that is something that everyone should be striving for because we shouldn't just settle for one good day out of the week or three good days, right? You have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that everyone's so hyped about. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just settle for that many, those, that little amount of time every single week uh, to be grand and and great. And then we're the majority of the week kind of just sucks for us, right? Because yeah. we're not striving for something that we want to do that that we're passionate about and that we believe that we can achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of all I'd like to share. Uh, you know, a lot of, I meet a lot of people who become very rigid in their belief systems and, and don't want to try new things, even if someone will tell you that, you know, this will benefit you, this may potentially benefit you. There, people aren't even willing to try. And that kind of hurts me because there's, there's such a big world out there that if you would just mm-hmm. give certain things a chance, uh, you might expand your mind in a, in a way that you never thought possible. And beyond culture, caste, creed, color, and where we come from, this yogic technology and tools, they are beyond all of that, don't you think? You know, you come from a different part of the world. I also come from a different part of the world. And people who are using these tools and technology and the science of yoga has nothing to do with, you know, religion, philosophy, ideology, or anything. It's just they are truly well-designed scientific tools. And if you use them, they truly phenomenally work. Yeah? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people will see, you know, even Sadhguru, people will see him and think that, oh, that must be an Indian thing. Or yeah. uh, they'll see maybe uh, an Asian teacher and they'll think that that must be that. Or someone from Africa, they'll think that must be an African thing. Uh, the truth is, you know, all of these, if, you, if you're going to the right place, of course, all of these have the same origin. They're just passed down through different lineages. Uh, and they've made it all around the world, but it's it's all essentially the same thing if you're going to the right place. Um, and it's it's for everybody, right? Like I grew up Muslim, so that like, you know, and I, I grew up from in Pakistan, right? And just imagine Sadhguru is of Indian origin. So like, there's always been that turmoil between Pakistan and India, right? Like where they yeah. automatically have this kind of, rivalry of some sort i never understood that but mm-hmm. um you know even like with our parents we can see resistance within them because they see it as like oh that's an indian thing we're pakistani mm-hmm. so we could never do that um but it's it's really not the case right it's like you said yeah. it's the technology for well-being that is 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 for you if you're a human being it's for you um, yeah and that that's the most important thing doesn't matter what race color creed doesn't matter anything like that as long as you're a human being this is for you and by the way, I love Pakistani dramas. <laughs> they are the most beautiful storytelling. The way they create dramas in Pakistan, I don't think anyone ever does. Um, you have some amazing, beautiful dramas being created in Pakistan. So I'm a huge fan of Urdu, Pakistan. And, you know, it's uh, there is so much beauty, like your name, everywhere. And, you know... Whether you come through together in the with using the tools and technology of yoga or through, you know, creation of art and and, you know, love and bliss, we're all in it together as one. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We wish you the very best then. Yes, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I've actually never been to Pakistan, to be honest. (laughs) Go, It's your country where you yeah origin is yeah yeah i do plan on it i do plan on i just haven't really had the opportunity yet but uh i need to see where i came from right so yeah the language is so beautiful i and i love languages i pick up so much from watching and listening so i'm absolutely a fan (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) you wish you the very best then as a coach as a mechanical engineer as an inner engineer and truly creating a life filled with beauty like your name and profound experience along with it we truly truly wish you the best thank you so much julie i wish you guys all the best um thank you so much for having me it's been a delight to be able to uh just talk about these things and uh you know, tell my story and hopefully someone in the audience can be inspired by it to uh, bring their life to a new level yeah, a new possibility, a new beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Zen. Truly appreciate it. And we're so grateful that you made it happen. Thank you. Thank you so much for making this happen. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, it's such a pleasure having you and talking to you. You have a wonderful evening, Zen. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show today. You can find out more about Sacred Balance, Technology of Inner Engineering, our guest, and the topics covered from the show notes attached to the series and the episode. We would appreciate your balanced feedback on the ratings in the review section. Until next time, a world full of love, light, and laughter. Let's make it happen.